It's the bachelor lifestyle. Welcome back. Season number 24 of The Bachelor dropped this week, episode one. I am here. My name is Brian Beckner, of course. You're listening to The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. Each season of The Bachelor, even The Bachelorette. So here's the rankings of the Bachelor franchise says number one, of course, Bachelor in Paradise, a game show for which there is no prize, except that you, you're required to find love. And if you don't find love, you have to leave Paradise. So that's amazing. That's my favorite Bachelor in Paradise. We, we review that show here when that's in season. Number two, The Bachelor. And we, we're in for a treat this season, The Bachelor. And then, of course... Further down the list, because The Bachelor, it's all chicks, and the chicks get nuts. And uh, as I've said many times, it's a The Bachelor is a game show where the only people that don't realize it's a game show are the contestants on the game show, and that's what makes it beautiful. Uh, and then further down the list is the The Bachelorette, because it's all dudes competing, and then the testosterone kicks up, and they're you know it's just not as good. Uh, we're in The Bachelor, the second best of the three bachelor franchises the original it debuted last night we are discussing it today i am joined as i am each and every season of all the bachelors by mr jason stewart jason what's up dude hello everybody hello everybody uh okay i have i have have two more words for everybody okay we're back well yes we're back what's that from exactly yeah, it's the uh, it's the two words that almost every media entity um, and celebrity uses when they're coming back from something. We're back, but it's and what's the what's the reference there to? There's no derivative. There, it's it's never been used it's, in any movie. There's no reference. It just kind of formed itself. Is it like the the fifties um, diner example, where every fifties diner is a copy? Of an original 50s diner, but there is no original 50s diner. Is it like that? We're back. Well, I think what we uh, what we surmise is that it combines two 80s movies. Poltergeist, they're well, here. That's which and, is neither of the two words. That's not. There's not a we or we're back. Yeah. And Terminator, I'm back. What? Right. Well, how can it combine those two things? You've got one of the four words. Because the no the tone the tone of they're here is what they go for. We're back. We're back. Some some scary thing. Oh right, it's scary. Yeah. Well, that chick died. Heather. No, her dad. Her dad saved her at the end of the movie. No, IRL. (laughs) Craig T. Nelson. I know. Craig T. Nelson saves her in the movie, uh, but she. She died IRL. She had like an asthma attack or something. Okay. We got to talk about the bachelor. So it's this season, Jason, it's bachelor pilot, Pete Weber. And I'm assuming he's a real pilot. This isn't, this isn't a Jake Pavelka situation, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they've shown him flying planes, right? But they haven't, they haven't shown him flying a jet liner. Commercial airline. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a stretch 
to assume that he also does that pretty well. And they showed him bopping around the airport in a pilot's uniform, but it's kind of like when there's a cop on TV, it's not, there's no, um, there was no airline um, affiliation anywhere on his uniform. I didn't, yeah, you know, it was, like, yeah. It's kind of like if he was a stripper and he showed up as a pilot, that's it was, yes. Yeah. Right. It's like that. It's exactly like that. Good point. Um, yeah, because remember Jake Pavelka was also one of the, probably a bottom three bachelor, Jake Pavelka. He was considered, or he was billed as a pilot and it turns out he like, you know, flew little puddle jumpers or something was actually made his, made his bones driving limos or something. So it was kind of like a, a reach to call him a pilot, but this Pete, he does fly and he was even flying tail draggers in this episode, which is pretty impressive. Um, not as impressive. And this that we got to get to the elephant in the room. Not as impressive as this season's cast, Jason Stewart, give us your thoughts. I was blown away by the level of talent on this season's bachelor by far the most beautiful bachelor cast to date. What are your thoughts? I think so. Uh, very easy to look at. Uh, there's, there were even the, the women that he sent home last night, there were a couple, there's one, uh, there's one we need to discuss. Yeah. There's one we need to discuss in particular, but like, um, this guy, Pete, for those that don't watch The Bachelor, and I, I always want to keep those people in mind, they're the most fascinating part of our audience, the people that do not watch the show, but they listen to our show. I would, I would show. say it's a large percentage of our audience. I get tweets about it all the time, I, the, the, and the tweets are, go like this. I've never seen The Bachelor but I, but I listen to your show or people are like, Hey, I listen to your bachelor show religiously. Should I be watching? It's I crazy. There, there's like four segments and maybe people could tweet us, which they belong to. We can come up with catchy nicknames for them. There's the, You're I producing. don't watch it at all. There is the, I watch it. Um, I half watch it when my wife has it on. Yes, that's right. There, There's the, I watch the show after I listen to this. And then there's just the people like us that enjoy it live every single Monday. Yes. Uh, that's four categories. And uh, I'd like to hear from you at which one you represent. But um, so for those people that don't watch it, Pizza Pilot, and he drives like a $90,000 Mercedes. Um, he lives in Los Angeles, a stone's throw from the, from the mansion. Now, hold on. He's from Agora Hills and he's a young guy. I think he's like 27 or 28. Do he's always at his parents' house. Is he, (laughs) is he uh, still lives at home, dude? That would explain, uh, how much he paid for his car. Right. Unless he's up to his eyeballs in, in the least and uh, he's you know, overextending himself. Right. Because commercial airline pilots, um, I know that their job seems to have a lot of risk, but I, you know, I don't think their union gives, uh, allows them to get paid too much more. It's not like doctors where you could have a doctor making 600000 right. and a doctor making 100000 This is, I think, they want to pay all their guys the same you, so the, the you, salaries are low. You got to climb the ladder, though. Like, if, you, if, if you've yeah. been around 30 years, you're making a good amount. Yeah. But a, a fresh guy that's still getting his hours, like Pilot Pete, he's probably not pulling in the big bucks yet. And, and you know, 
if you've lived a little bit, you just kind of hear that um, there are no um, no more uh, no bigger fornicators on the oh, road no. than, yes. than pilots. So, exactly true. you know, a lot of downtime delays, holdovers, uh, hotel rooms yeah. with, uh, with, with the plane staff yeah, or absolutely. just, you know, women they pick up in bars, yep. they, you know, they, they're dropping it out of their pocket as, as they leave the lobbies. Yeah. And so it's almost like too much of a good thing. Like you've got a really good looking contestants, and a guy that doesn't have to try too hard to uh, to get a dime piece. So it's going to be a real interesting season, especially when you throw in uh, a former bachelorette. Okay. Do we need to discuss that? Because Hannah B. made multiple appearances on this debut premiere episode of this season of The Bachelor. And... Who, I wonder, was asking for that? Was anybody in the world, Jason, reaching out to ABC, to the production company that makes this show, and were they like, please bring back Hannah B. We need more Hannah B. this season. We didn't get enough. She did The Bachelorette. She was on, or she was on The Bachelor first. Then she was on The Bachelorette. And then Jed fucked her over because he had a girlfriend. And then she's on fucking Dancing with the Stars. And now she's back on The Bachelor. Oh, and she, she showed up on Bachelor in Paradise as well. Is there, is there some type of thirst in the world for this Hannah B. content? Because, Jason, I don't see it. Well, you and I are not uh, tapped in to Bachelor Nation. You know, we're outsiders, and that's that's, that's our I, that's our niche. If you were to ask Steve Carbone this question, I think he would Friend probably of the show. say that she's one of the most popular impossible people that have ever been on the show, and she got jilted, she got lied to. Um, I think there's a lot of people pulling for her. I wouldn't doubt it if there are a lot of people asking for her to take a second turn at the Bachelorette. Um, but yeah, she, uh, just to give people the, the information here, Pete finished third in the bachelorette and he was, uh, very heartbroken. He had just gotten done having sex with Hannah four times that's in the windmill. Too many times. That's too which, many times for one which session. Which comes up a lot yeah. in this first episode. It does. Yeah. And, uh, um, Pete fucks. And she, she dropped him. She dropped yep. him uh, soon after the windmill, and he was devastated. He agrees to do the Bachelor, and in the like, this opening uh, episode is broken up into two adventures basically, and she shows up in each of them: the group date yep. and the uh, the night at the uh, at the mansion. Yep. So she got out of the limo like she's a contestant, and then he asked her to stay on, which I mean. You know, th- this show tries to evolve and it tries to like throw stuff in that there there that you didn't think was possible. Uh, Nick Vile joined the show at some point Horrendous. in the middle or something, yeah. and uh, he, he wrote it out. So he showed up. He happening. banged the Bachelorette, and then he's like, "Oh, um, also, I'm gonna be a contestant this season." There's 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 so much water under the bridge though, right? If she was thrown into the uh, the twenty women and competing for his attention, they've literally done everything together. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's too much. It's too much. I don't want her there. I've had enough of her. She's not going to be there. It's fine. She can go away. I'm good with it. And I just use the word literally uh, as we kind of change. We go off on a little tangent here. Uh, I just used it correctly. And uh, there were at least five violations of the word literally in in this uh, episode. It seemed like all the women had it had it uh, wrong. But I do have to have I have to give a shout out to Gary Goldman, who does the uh, the Great Depression on HBO. It's he's an amazing a, comedy series. Stand up comic. Yeah. And uh, he his his line is this: like he's taught, he does this bit about. Uh, using landlines back in the day and he uses the word literally and then he stops and he said i mean literally in my generation's definition of it and he's like yeah he's like you know millennials take a lot of shit so i'll 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 give him a break here but literally since the year 1650 has meant actual and until about 2009 (laughs) when when the millennials started using it and the definition changed from actual to figuratively. Right. It's the, yeah, it has it's the opposite the an, meaning. The antonym of yeah. literally. Yeah, so that's great. the two examples that I just wrote down were, the, um, let's see here. This is a great one. One of the women at the mansion says, uh, Peter is a doll. He's literally a doll, <laughs> <laughs> which I like. Um, and then, uh, Another woman in the, you know, during the mansion scene says the tension in the air, you could literally cut it with a knife. Right. So of course <laughs> you could. Yes. That's amazing. It's incredible. Okay. So d- let's talk about, we don't care about Hannah B, but the, uh, the assortment of talent. That's impressive. It is amazing. Let's start with Alea, who will Leia. I liked her, well, because she comes first alphabetically, but because but, she plays to her strengths. She's not, like, super pretty. She's pretty enough. She's not super pretty. So, so describe this one. So what she did was she wore a dress that almost completely revealed both of her entire breasts, which were beautiful. So it's like... Hey, yeah, I'm not that pretty, but you're never going to look at my face because my breasts are completely exposed to you. Big fan of Alea. What were your thoughts? And, and by the way, Peter, Peter did like a shrewd move and you only use this move when you have had a lot of experience. She shows up with these things. And the first thing he says to her is you have beautiful eyes. Yeah. Which I don't think she was going for. And, but I thought it was a pretty smooth move on Peter's part. Um, yeah, very much so. Um, who else? There's, there's a whole bunch of Asian chicks. It's a, it's a real, um, diverse cast. Very. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of black girls that are very pretty. A lot of blondes. Who's the one, the hottest chick on the show was the chick that looks like Gwen Stefani, a younger, hotter Gwen Stefani. And he fucking shipped her out straight away. Was that Peyton? Is that the one that made out with him when she showed up? I think so. I think she, yeah, she came on really strong and she is banging. Yeah. She's pretty good looking. I, we kind of need a, we needed, um, 
reasoning for sending her home. Like rarely do they get the subject oh, off, yeah. ca- off camera or whatever yeah. and give reasons. Now, he, uh, I would need charts and graphs. I would need a PowerPoint, a pointer. I would need expert witnesses. I need a lot of detail on how someone could be that hot and dismissed on the first fucking episode. Are you kidding? And he also said goodbye to uh, Marissa M A U from Atlanta. Oh, she um, so she was in the she was in the oh, opening montage. Yes, uh, I have thoughts on her. I have thoughts on her. Go on. So um, she's an assistant in a plastic surgery office, yep. um, which is code for she gets a lot of free work done. Yeah, um, <laughs> a and lot of implants tell, on this season. Yeah, you could tell that yeah. was the case. Um, but she told this like tragic tale of how she used to be a, a, a pageantry, uh, yeah, girl. Yeah. Miss and, Montana teen, Miss teen Montana. Well, yeah. was like shamed online for, for looking overweight. Yep. So she went anorexic. Yeah. She dropped down to skin and bones. She quit the pageantry world and then put on like a hundred pounds. Yeah. So they're showing pictures of this woman by the age of like 20 has already done the roller coaster of, yeah. of, of a weight. And now she's just like looking really good. I think it was a combination of she, um, you know, she got a good trainer working out. Yeah. Feeling she has good about a herself. attitude about herself and she's eating right. And she works in a plastic surgery office. That helps. That does help. Really uh, um, she was, um, she had a nice body. She was very pretty. She didn't know how to do her hair. Her hair was really like flat and had too much product in it. And I felt like that affected her overall look. Plus if Pete was able to see that vignette that they shot with her, he's going to know that she's got the potential to add a hundred LBs anytime. <laughs> and yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a concern that's something if you see i mean if, if yeah. you think I, I i just have to push back on this one push back um if you see what's you know what's beneath the skin before you see what's on the outside of the skin i don't think it matters what what her weight is oh you know okay well to each his own um i would i did like marissa i was sad to see her go um what about you know who I'm really sad to see hanging around is McKenna, the Canadian fashion blogger. And and I wrote down that a uh, fashion blogger is another way of saying lives with parents and is unemployed. Right. That's like when I tell people I'm a podcaster. What do you do? I'm a podcaster. <laughs> I do uh, podcasting. Yeah, he kept her around. I, I could tell there's a Why? little bit of crazy in her. Well, because yeah, because she mixed it up with the black girl in the "Can I Get a Minute" wars, yeah. which happen every yeah. season. But there's like, um, it's just a weird combination. Like, you know, and I'm going to say literally in the real sense, these women right now that are uh, 20, 22 years old, 24, they they grew up watching the show. They know the show backwards and forwards. Yeah, yeah, um, they're immersed in it. So it's always funny to me that you you have the contestants dealing with the same emotions. They they step into the same uh, hole every single opening um, episode of every season. It's like it, yep. it, yeah, the, 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 there's always the one chick that doesn't get any time with with the uh, person, yep. and it's somehow 
all the other women's fault that she didn't get time with, with the person. It's like, like last night, I think there was one overly aggressive one that, uh, I think is tops on his list. She saw him three times and this woman hadn't seen him once. And instead of like just taking the initiative and going up to him, she chose to sit on the couch and complain about it. And there's, and there's this, um, and we talk about on this show a lot, there's this vibe on the show that the bachelor is completely unable to weigh in when these girls are fighting over FaceTime with him. So a girl comes in and she's like, Hey, can I get a minute? And the other girl's like, what? I don't know. And he's like, I don't know. And he does like the, um, throws up his hands emojis. Like you could be like, hold on. I'm talking to, I'm over here talking to Madison. Give me a couple minutes and then you're next, you know, or they could do a thing where everybody gets three minutes. I mean, they're there all night when the girls are going home. It's fucking light outside. It's, it's the next day when they're saying goodbye, they're there the entire night. It looks awful. And a couple of them were getting wasted, which I liked that they, <laughs> them I would keep around. Um, let's talk about the basketball player, Madison. She's got a, she's a little masculine for my taste. And also she's got, uh, an Anna Kendrick vibe to her, which I can't stand really basic, really boring. Uh, he kept her around and it looks like she's going to be making a, a deep run. Your thoughts. She might, um, she might challenge what's her name for the strongest bachelor, uh, contestant ever. <laughs> oh, the one that won that one thing. Yeah, won that one contest with eight women and there's been 300 cast members in the show's history. She might, she might challenge her, but she, uh, they showed some B roll, which it's always funny when you see B roll of, yeah. uh, of athletic achievements. Like, yes, you could, you could put together all the made shots that, that she made and everything else and make her look really good. Her father, I think is a coach. Yep. She seems like a nice enough lady. Fine. Uh, she's fine. I'm whatever. Not gonna grudge her, but she, she's a, uh, she's a better athlete than he is. Oh yeah. I get, I get, I just get the feeling that Peter for all he's got going for him, um, like fitness and athleticism yeah. aren't, aren't two of them. He's an aviation dork, even though he was um, washing down the plane shirtless in jeans, which is a very, <laughs> first of all, 1989 all, move. But, I mean, on a, in a show of, of, of a lot of staged things yeah. that aren't realistic, <laughs> that was, that was pretty ridiculous because he's shirtless with jeans on top of the plane. Yeah just like washing it. Like someone washes the top of their car. Yeah, and I know for a fact that they don't just let people on to hand wash their planes. No. And this wasn't his, no. by the way, no, of course not. And in an open hangar, no. uh, all alone like that. It was, yeah. One of the more amusing images of the evening. It was, yeah, it was pretty funny. I also noticed that there's at least 19 of these chicks are flight attendants, which is, which is weird because you know he's had his fair share of those. Yes, I mean, I, and I, I found that to be pretty amusing the way they they set this up. Every once in a while, the show does hit like a great note. They edit it correctly, yeah. and you're like, okay, that was funny. They have this one flight attendant um, who uh, greets him outside the mansion, and she's like, "I'm a flight attendant. You're a pilot." 
And then she's like, just laughing. Like, and he's like, okay. Yeah. And, uh, and then they, they have the interview with her and she's like, I think I have like a leg up because I, I, you know, I've flown in planes and he flies planes. And then, and then the, uh, the producers, uh, uh, roll out two more flight attendants, if not three more. I think that there's, I think a total there's four. Of, I think there's four flight attendants in the, which is, which you have to admit, if you've watched enough of these, there's never four of any one occupation on any show. No, that's great. It's great. So it happens to be uh, flight attendants for pilots, which is great. It's great. Um, Kelly with two E's, she's a lawyer from Chicago, and she won this stupid physical challenge that they had to like to get extra time or a one-on-one date or whatever. And everybody was real mad at her. And I wasn't, I didn't like really pay close attention, but also they're like, she cheated. And she's like, what the fuck? I don't know. I was like running the thing. I didn't know which way to go. And that's like, like if you watch survivor, I don't watch survivor, but I've seen survivor and it's very specific how you do the challenge. There's a clear winner and loser and there's clear rules every time these bachelor ones, they're kind of like, um, just, you know, kind of go over there and like spin around and then like get dressed and then undressed and have them. And it's like, they, this is a big show. They could make these, uh, these challenges more, uh, easier to understand because they're hard for the viewer to get and they're hard for the contestants to figure out. Right. 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 Um, there's a lot to unpack about the group date that we just yeah. won't get to. And I, yeah. the, the, uh, the two women that put it on, the humorless two women that yeah. put, put it on were, was just one angle <laughs> no, to it. But okay. this, uh, <laughs> one was the first ever female blue angel. Like she does not <laughs> fuck around. Right. Oh yeah. No, they were hard. <laughs> I like them. Uh, but, and I, the uh, so Kelly wins it. She cheated. She won it. She yeah. got a yeah. a sunset flight. Yeah, which was the uh, reward, which is really cool. Now, um, Kelly has her own story, and they're going to keep working this to death. So, Peter went to his ten year high school oh, university right. yes, within the last right. six months. Yes, um, and as he, I guess they had it in a hotel uh, banquet room. And uh, as he's walking through the lobby, this Kelly notices him. She's a big Bachelor fan. She walks up, says, I'm a big fan of yours. I thought you were great. You know, Hannah did you wrong. Really made an impression on him in the lobby of his 10-year anniversary. And um, as luck would have it, she would get cast on this show. What are the odds? yeah, the the show not, likes nothing more than um, than having uh, catty women be jealous of something. That's great. So if you put a woman on who has previously met the contestant, that gives a lot of fodder for people to be jealous and catty. So they played that the right way, and all the women just took it hook, line, and sinker. They think that that she's got a leg up because they had some some uh, run in at a lobby in the lobby. By the way. Um, Peter's memory is strange for a pilot who's got to uh, remember what all those buttons do on a plane. (laughs) He has very selective memory in that he remembers seeing Kelly in the lobby. Yeah. But some woman who told a completely um, off color joke that I can't believe they played on network TV to greet him. And I'm not even sure what her name is, but um, she walks up to him. 
And, you know, you and I have seen it all in these. There's yeah, nobody totally. could be original in this. Nobody's ever done anything once. But she did go up to him and say, I have a really dry sense of humor. And he's like, oh, OK. And she's like, but that's the only thing that's uh, that's the only thing that's dry yeah. about me. This is the show. This is the show that up until like three seasons ago wouldn't yeah. acknowledge that people were having sex on the right. on the one on one on the uh, fantasy suites. Yeah. And and now they're just blatantly yeah. going with vaginal wetness. <laughs> and, uh, so he so she says that, and I'm not sure how that joke just doesn't stay in your mind. It's crazy. And told it right. Yeah. So in, in one of the more amusing parts of this episode is she sits with him at the mansion and she's like, I just want to make a good impression, and she's she starts to kind of apologize or bring up the dirty joke. And he doesn't remember it. He asks her to explain it twice. And he's like, amazing. nope, I don't remember it. Ah, oh, man, sorry. <laughs> and he was cool about it, but yeah. he didn't remember that. Yeah. But he remember seeing Kelly in the lobby at the, uh, at the hotel. Well, they reenacted it because the group date was at the same, like the four seasons in Westlake village or something. I didn't even know that existed, but <laughs> there they were, they were at the same hotel. So, but they didn't hook up. They just met. Right. No, they, they, they had a conversation, but that's, that's it. it. That's yeah. it. Okay. Um, right. So what, where are we at on Hannah Ann? I think she was the first one that was introduced to us. She's a model. She's from Knoxville. She's got implants. Um, she kind of looks like Lori Laughlin's, um, YouTube influencer daughter, but cuter. Uh, at first I was not into her, but then I got a couple of her modeling shots in my brain and I was like, Oh wait, I'm into this chick. I like Hannah Ann. Jace, do your thoughts. Hannah Ann, the model yes. from Knoxville. There there's, um, there's something occurring with these, uh, with this, these shows now that I need to bring attention to. Um, because you know, one of the things that we enjoy doing is judging women, solely based on their looks. Absolutely. Which That's the whole point. what the show's set up to what, do. Well, what else, what else is there? And what other, is there anything right. else we're supposed to notice? Okay, go on. Now, um, Hannah Ann is 23. That means she was born in 97 or 96. Um, there was a 22 year old in the cast. Jesus. And now these women have been born, uh, at or after my son has been born. It's crazy. So it just, it really kind of, um, I have to pause before I, I make too many old creepy um, judgments about them. But Hannah oh, Ann, yeah, she's banging. I, you're right in the in the uh, in the opening kind of montage thing. I was like, oh, just kind of another model. Yeah. She and former pageantry uh, girl. Yeah. But yeah, as the episode progressed, and she became very uh, aggressive with him. They made out at yeah. least at least twice at the yep. mansion. Uh, he gave her first the impression rose. Impression rose. Yep. Um, and she got, she got even more good looking as the episode went along. So I'm a fan, huge fan. Uh, she grew yeah, on me. Who knows what, which, which of it is, um, is, uh, I mean, 23 years old. I can't imagine there's too much plastic surgery going on there, but she has implants. Know. She has implants, but she's, uh, she, you know, she looks like she might've needed them. Um, I'm just looking at the cast here. It's the, here's the problem with these seasons. I'm like, oh, there's um, drug addict mom, and there's you know I only know them based on their story. This one, uh, I don't know if she slipped past me. I don't know if she's still there, but I'm very intrigued. 
Katrina, the pro sports dancer from Chicago. What do we know about her, Jason? <laughs> I know she got sent home. Oh, what? Um, she, yeah, she, uh, oh. she, was, she was one of the uh, the women that got shitty. Um, and and, and uh, I think he he wasn't into it. She was drunk. And right. She was one of the wasted ones. Falling at the end. But yeah. yeah. She was she was a uh, a team what was it dancer team yeah, dancer yeah like a bulls dance or something um, this one this one hangs around and she's intriguing Lexi the the lone redhead in the cast um, this season she appears to be certifiably insane like every other redheaded chick that's ever existed <laughs> which is good I agree I agree and 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 they usually put. Uh, at least one of those in every cast. Yeah, it's great. It's great. You need at least one to keep things interesting. Um, you know who I like is the very petite blonde Sarah, also from Knoxville. What What are your thoughts on her, Jason? Do you like her? I'm trying to think of what Sarah's deal is. She's like she's very little. She seems very yeah, sweet. No, I mean, she's a nice looking woman, but I'm just trying to think of what her does. She have a story or they not remember. got her yet? Yeah, like, I mean, she's she's a good looking woman. Um, Victoria P. She's the one with the drug addict mom, and that's it's always a weird thing to lead with, where they're like, "Mom, I'm going on a game show," and um, by the way, uh, the, the whole I'm going to tell the story about how you slammed H for my entire childhood. Like, just how about just keep things kind of private? Just be like, hey, yeah, no, I'm a nurse from Alexandria, Louisiana, and this is my family. You got to you got to be like, oh, no, my mom's, you know, my mom's not sucking dick for crack anymore. She's here in the kitchen. We're making cookies. It's all good. Like, that's a weird detail to share with the world just so you can get your own vignette on The Bachelor. Right. And I don't want to go just by looks. But if you take a look at the the kitchen scene and the montage. (laughs) Not only is the mother there, and you yeah. could tell that she's lived a hard life, right. but there's also a little sister of Victoria's that she basically raised. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and you could tell, I think the sister has been into a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you just she just kind of has that, that look to her. She's like yeah. 16, going on 33, <laughs> uh, chain smoking. Um, I, I could just imagine her, her lifestyle. But Victoria, I think, is going to go far. I haven't seen any spoilers, but she has a huge heart and she's good looking. She's just like a good, wholesome person. And this show um, loves to find those like unicorns that don't quite understand that the show is made out to look that to make them look awful. Yeah. And she's just kind of seems like one of those oblivious, just really sweet gals that'll come that'll last a long time um yeah yeah she's she's gonna make a deep run i'm pretty sure um who else do we need to talk about i mean the the one that kind of jumped out to me is this uh sydney that's from alabama yes Yes. yeah she um she's very good looking and i think she's got a good shot at this one um yeah definitely and what now this victoria f did she she was one of those she was one of the ones she's also very little she was the one of the ones that didn't get enough time no 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 no. she was crying because he forgot her dry pussy joke oh that was victoria f right but she made it she's she's made it through to episode two she was the last person he chose that's right so she's on board but that's something we didn't say was that 
after he didn't remember her her joke, she went off and cried. Like, I can't believe it. he doesn't remember me at all. I didn't make the impression that I wanted. You're trying to make an impression. Like, I get I get why you would hope something like that would land. And honestly, it should have landed. That's on Pete. I agree. Like, um, she's literally the only contestant that walked up and talked about her pussy. Yeah. You figured like that would be something you'd remember. Literally. Uh, there there are a lot of windmill uh, jokes. Real stupid. The, Real dumb. In the, you know, coming out of the limo, I think one woman had a windmill on her back. Yeah. If I, and Horrible. then she said, and her opening line was, do you want to make it five? Yeah. Which is, is very thinly veiled as, do you just want to fuck right here? Right. <laughs> without, without knowing each other. Um, <laughs> the, the one that kind of, um, the Sheehan girl. So the, the Oh, I hate her. I hate her. I don't want her there. Why is she there? She's already cried at least three times. She sucks. Um, She's a crier and you could tell very sensitive. Yeah. She's the one who was pissed off at everyone for not allowing her to have time with them. And then when she got time with them, she got like 90 seconds before the real aggressive one came in and swept in and got her. Um, And then she had a confrontation with her which wasn't a confrontation. It was Sheehan sitting down and kindly telling uh, this woman, when, what's her name? I, I need to have uh, Hannah remember. Ann. Oh, she right. tells mm-hmm. Hannah Ann, look, you, you walked in on, on my time. I, I just sat down and Hannah basically just like straight faced and said, yep, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get his attention. And there, there really aren't any rules. Yeah. Like she ends the one who fell for that one thing that, that everyone falls for. And then, um, in the next date in the group date, she was like, came in third or something in that stupid, um, contest. And she cried. Yeah. A lot of uh, crying. So, um, allow me to set up the, uh, the individual date, the one-on-one, which, um, for those who haven't seen the show, um, Bachelor seems compelled to have the exact same scene in every single uh, opening episode where they put all the women together in a living room. Um, you know that the the one-on-one date card is coming, so they tell the women to talk amongst themselves about how important it is to get time with Peter. And they say the exact same cliches every time. You know, it's it's just really important to uh, to have this time with them. You know, I, I'd, I'll be devastated if I if I just don't have this time with them. Like they have to do that every single time. And if you if you went back and compared this like this part of the show from every season, other than the faces, there would be the exact same it's wording, great. it's great, the exact same editing. <sighs> and so, um, of all the ladies that he chose to go out with, he chooses. Uh, Madison from Auburn, Alabama, War Eagle, as uh, as Steve Carbone told us. Yep. Um, and she she's a great looking girl. She's okay. And she looks like Anna Kendrick. Not a fan. But the date is something that that comes up every once in a while. Um, he took her to his parents' house. By all. Oh, by this all is a new thing. Kids. This is a new thing. This is kind of where I fell asleep last night. This is a new thing where somebody gets to go meet the parents like week one. This has happened but, like three seasons in a row now. And that's what I'm saying. You're right. You're right. <clears throat> Whoever did it first kind of broke the ice and then they they feel compelled to do it every season. It's a weird one because 
one of the contestants gets an early inside track. Yeah, remember, mem- the family. remember, um, Crystal, the fitness YouTuber from San Diego, who's nuts. She got to go to Ari Leyendyke's house on like the second episode of the show, and then for the whole rest of the season, she thought she was his girlfriend. And she's like, oh, no, I've met his family. I'm his girlfriend. You guys are just all playing the game. And then she eventually gets kicked off. And she's like, wait, what the fuck? I'm your girlfriend. And by by um, by the way, Madison is asked in her bio if she was stranded on on an island oh, no. and can only bring one book. What would it be? What would your guess be? I'm going to say <laughs> um, I think didn't they talk about this? Because I said when she said it, I said. The Notebook by Nicholas Sparks, but then <laughs> I don't remember what her actual. I'm guessing here's here's two books. I'm certain that it's not Stephen Hawking, A Brief History of Time, and or <laughs> Homer's The Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's the Bible. <laughs> so, 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 so we know where uh, we know where she's coming from. And, uh, so the the so the one on one date not only is it at his his parents' place, but um, he is the person that is going to be what is it? Um, what happens when you speak at someone's renewing of vows or even at a, a wedding reception or a wedding ceremony or whatever that person is between the uh, the two people getting married? The officiant. Okay, so he somehow uh, has gotten has become an officiant as well. And this, this is what I found odd. Okay. It just seems a little too coincidental that his parents decide to renew their wedding vows during taping of their son's bachelor season in their backyard in Agora Hills. And, and you know, why I know it was complete bullshit and it was the idea of a producer um, or just like the greedy idea of the family to get more FaceTime. Um, they've been married 31 years. Right. That's not a vow renewal. I mean, I mean everybody knows that <laughs> 31 years is the big number. It's so in the book. Need, at that point, you need to, to uh, reset and renew the vows. So um, it was just this obvious um, setup, renewing of the vows. And it, it was sentimental and it was touching and, um, you know, I think uh, Madison was shown a good time. So the so the basketball player, I think, uh, is one of the the women here that had the leg up, along with aggressive Hannah Ann. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, who else? I, who else is going to make a deep run? You know who I'm into. I don't think she's she's long for the show. Um, Alexa, the 27 year old pussy waxer from Chicago. <laughs> That's right. I like her. Yeah. And she, um, I think that she had, she had, uh, described herself and I, I wasn't really paying attention. And I, I heard something like, and I wax vaginas for a living and I had to rewind it. They said that on national TV, which is great. Um, Aaliyah. Yeah. She's cute. Yeah. I like her. Um, who else? Um, yeah, I'm really into Sydney. I mean, I was, I think Peyton should have her own show. She's, she's essentially the Sydney's really good looking. Yeah. Peyton is essentially this season's, the CEO's daughter's friend, Brie from last season. 
Bree was just, yeah, she was a knockout. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about this, about this woman, Peyton, but anyway, she's gone. The, uh, the, the third date, if we could just briefly touch on this because yeah. something significant happens okay, is good. he brings a, the rest of the girls to a theater and the big surprise is oh, that, uh, my God, yes. up on stage mm-hmm. is Hannah B and she has the windmill behind her. Yeah. Yet another reference to windmill. Um, Hannah gives some advice to the ladies and then tells the story of how she had sex with Peter four times in a, in a windmill, which is <clears throat> it's really it's odd. odd. It's a real odd thing to do. Not like, what you, not what you typically do on a first date is you have somebody that you dated before come yeah. over and tell them about the sex you had with them. That's just, that's yeah. unconventional. Yeah. So, um, so that was weird and we can't really, we shouldn't take that lightly. Like, Telling someone who might be your wife in the crowd about this, uh, this, this, the inside dirt on this sex story. And then she walks over to the ladies and says, all right, you're, um, the thing that you're going to do for your group date is that you're going to get on stage and tell a, an audience of strangers, a sex story. Yeah. Yeah. So we never even get to that because the rest of the episode is, the drama that takes place as Hannah B is crying by herself. Peter walks by to console her. They sit down. They start talking about old times and regrets. And they go into this thing about how, um, you know, she got done by Chet, by Jed and then started dating Tyler afterwards. And then Tyler was getting it from, from all angles. So he, he dumped her. And then um, Peter never Peter never reached out, yeah. and she thought that he was done with her, and he thought the same. And all of a sudden, you know, she's telling him about these semi regrets about it, and he says, "Would you consider being a part of this that. show?" Horrible. Which is like a horrible. It's a huge curveball, and that yeah. was the cliffhanger that the episode left us on, and it would be. It would be unprecedented. It would be um, completely unfair, which is a, a word that's used a lot in this show, and it's typically not unfair when they say it. But I think it would be unfair if they were to do it. Uh, but I think it would cause a whole lot of drama, I think. And and if he ends up not no. choosing her yeah. at the end, that would be great. No, because she's in if, – if she stays, and I don't think she's going to. I don't think so either. If she were to stay, she would linger the whole season – it would be it would be a stunt, which is horrible. Let's let these things happen organically, right? You know, like let's 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 pretend that these people are actually trying to date and not just trying to grow their Instagram followings. <laughs> yes, you know, um, I, I I saw a tweet from somebody. Who was it? It was. What is the name of the blonde a former bachelor that like hunk guy that I think is still married and has kids with the person he chose? It's oh, just a, the virgin Sean Lowe. Sean Lowe. Yeah. He tweeted something like uh, to all contestants on this season. Um, I wish you luck with your social media career. Yeah. Which uh, which kind of like was a an odd way. Um because they never like to admit these things that there's any other agenda on the show other than to create love between two people. I always think it's great when, uh, when the inside 
cast members kind of reveal that stuff and are out, out and out about it. Oh, by the way, uh, I, I, I can't not mention this because it's one of our favorite features of any episode. On the one-on-one date, after Madison meets the guy's parents and everything, um, of course they had to go into a place where there was a band there to serenade them. To Neil Arts. Um, to Neil Arts makes her makes their <laughs> her uh, second appearance in 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 four seasons, but it's still. And I'm gonna I'll, I'll keep going to this one. The Bachelor feels compelled to do this. They've obviously done their demographic and their 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 tests, and the band has to be Caucasian, and the genre has to be in between country and not country. Yeah, it's um, it's the same every single time. Although it is kind of weird that they've that they recycled an act. Tennille Arts gets its second run on the show because it's usually it's usually a dude and his and his name is like Brett <laughs> and he's just standing there playing acoustic guitar and he kind of yeah like you said he kind of sounds like he's singing country but it's more of like a pop ballad and it's a hundred percent of the time it's awful and a hundred percent of the time everybody pretends like they know exactly who it is on stage and they don't and by the way. Um to the to the woman that shouted out when Hannah B arrived in the limo, um, she shouted or she cried out something, an exclamation, and then she looks to the other women and says, "Is this even legal?" Right. I, I just want to tell that woman that yes, it is legal. It it's not illegal. She can't be tried and convicted. It's, for showing up to the driveway of a bachelor mansion. It's not, it's not illegal. <laughs> she can't be charged with a crime. Yeah. Um, I do like that when Hannah shows up that they're all like by the window, looking out the window. And yet there are women showing up all night long that no one is at the window <laughs> looking out the window to see who's coming. Because I'm sure that those women didn't have the uh, producer of the show say, go to the window and look out. Right, right. Uh, uh, very, but that, that's yeah. basically how it ends, right? With the cliffhanger of Hannah, which yeah. really steals the thunder from the other cute women on the show. Yeah. Um, and it looks like there's going to be some good drama. I didn't pay too much attention to the uh, to the way they set up the rest of the season, so I'm not horribly familiar with what plays out. I will say this. Their cold open, the, the way they chose to open this this, se- this season was they have Peter in some desert somewhere being told by Chris Harrison that we just got word and this has happened and Peter is devastated. And oh, he cries. We just found this out, leading the viewers to believe that somebody stands him up at the altar yeah. or even before the altar um, so they, they always do this to us. They're, they're going to, uh, they'll play us for, uh, for what, 10 episodes. And then it won't even turn out to be anything close to what they had promoted. Um, yeah, it's, you, they're going to keep playing these same promos right. every week. And then when the actual thing happens, it's going to be something so dumb and uninteresting and we're all going to be mad at ourselves. And then we're going to immediately watch next season. And then the most dramatic ending in the history of the bachelor never is. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. So let's just give me three, give me three 
early favorites. I know we've sort of been discussing this throughout, but for the who do you like to make a deep run this season? Jay Stu, give me three names. Well, I, I kind of want Courtney to, to go a long way, but I don't mm-hmm. think she'll end up being a t- the top three. My, my choices at this point are Kelly, um, who met him in the hotel lobby. Yep. Um, I, I do think that Hannah Ann, is that her name? Yeah. Hannah Ann yep. is that is going to be a top three. Oh, yeah. She's making a and run. kind of a dark horse. Um, not even dark horse. Sydney is, is just really hot, but I yeah. think Victoria P and her innocent, interesting uh, caretaking self, I think might ride it out. Interesting. Okay. I'll give you three. I like, um, I like Kelly. Kelly's kind of got the vibe of who was the opera singer from a few seasons ago. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know her. She's names. like a her, you know, these there's types for all these chicks. Right. Hannah Ann is this season's Kaylin pageant T type chick. Also, also she's kind of a mix between, um, Kaylin and the Instagram model from last season, Hannah G. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like her to make a run. Alea is like a way hotter version of Raven. She's somebody you don't, you're not sure why they're there, but they're kind of Southern twang. Yeah. They're there. She's going to be, she's going to hang around for a while. Um, and it's just, it's hard for me because this early in the season, I can't remember who any of these chicks are. It's got, I, I need to get it down to like eight girls and then I'll be able to make better predictions. Um, because I, I just, I just can't, I can't discern who's who at this point. Uh, okay. Jay Stu, epicent, ep- epicent, excellent out of the box performance. First episode of the Peter Weber pilot Pete season of the bachelor uh we will be discussing it every week tell your friends share this episode with them subscribe rate review all those things we are very stoked to have you in the mix until next week for jason stewart my name my name is brian beckner this has been the bachelor lifestyle from the ballerlifestyle.com we will see you next week lifestyle we living in it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in it's the